You're watching Meet the Movie Press. This week we're going to be talking about Benicio Del Toro potentially doing the Predator movie, Fox doing a Stan Lee biopic, uh, and maybe John Lithgow as the Joker, plus the Toronto Film Festival. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Welcome back! Good morning, Simon. How are you? I am exhausted. I know. You've been uh, very busy this week. I have not slept more than like five hours in the past ten days, oh, yeah? I think. Yeah. Because oh. you're working, not because of <laughs> right. ex- exceptional <laughs> sexual prowess. Um, yes, I have been busy, hard uh, hard at work, but yeah. it's good to be back on American soil. Yeah. Kiss that ground at LAX. How was the festival, eh? Uh, what was that about? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't tell you. No. Um, it was good. I had a good time. Nice. I caught a midnight every night. That good. That's pretty brave. It was, with a, your lot, it was, it was a real dedication this year. Um, how many times I, did you oversleep? None really. I was up by 10, I would say, each morning. So, oh, up I, by 10. Yeah. <laughs> nice. When you're going to bed at four, four yeah, or five in the morning. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so lots of Toronto stuff to discuss. And yep. we're going to take you through that. Um, we're going to be talking about big franchises, Star Wars mm-hmm. 8, yep. right? Yep. Dune, Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. Justice League, mm. all kinds of stuff. So much stuff this week, um, big stuff. But yeah, let's let's start with Toronto. Yep. Um, so, so give me the questions. What do you want to know, Big Daddy? Okay, what so are you curious about? your top three things from Toronto this year. All right. La La Land. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, believe the hype. It's, Everybody's it was, very excited. It was about that. that good, and yeah. I'm not a big musicals kind of guy. Mm-hmm. They are excellent together. Emma Stone is wonderful. Um, I mean, Damien Chazelle just did an amazing job with this movie, and I'm excited for all you guys to get a chance to see it uh, in the in the coming weeks and months because um, I'm sure they're going to be screening the hell out of it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I I think Lionsgate really knows that it has something here, um, and it's just you know if you live in Los Angeles, you certainly know. You'll recognize the kinds of people who are in the movie. Right. Uh, so, I, you know, I had a lot of fun with that one. A Monster Calls, I was devastated by. Have you yeah. seen that yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. That it's Both those films are on my list of films that I really, really want to see. Yeah, I was just at the earliest opportunity. on the floor. Um, Jackie with Natalie Portman. She's been getting a lot of buzz. Now, people expected there to be some buzz about that film, but I don't think they expected there to be quite the level of buzz and interest in that film. I thought she was really good. You yeah. know, people say that they can't get past how she looks or sounds. Mm. Um, I didn't really know Jackie Kennedy the way, you know, people who are a little bit older than myself uh, may. So I totally bought it. Maybe Rachel Weitz looks more like Jackie Kennedy, but uh, I thought Natalie Portman did an amazing job. Right. Um, Arrival. Arrival and Nocturnal Animals, both with Amy Adams. And what I saw coming out of a lot of things, a lot of reports from that movie, was the fact that people were, as I I predicted previously, um, that it was actually, it's a great sci-fi movie, but it's also, you know, nicely cerebral, but in an approachable way. It does have that that intelligence to it that's not necessarily deep, deep sci-fi nerdery. Yeah, like... um, Bingo! Ooh. Sorry about that. That's no, uh, fine. I know everything. Every time I say something that's correct, <laughs> can we have a little sound Bing! effect? Bing! <laughs> I enjoyed Arrival. Um, it is very cerebral. It mm. is very adult. I don't want to say that it's slow, but it's not like a wham bam kind of alien invasion movie. But it was very intelligent uh, and it has a very powerful ending. Amy Adams is terrific, and then Tom Ford's Nocturnal Animals. It's her and Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's a little bit darker and more like of a revenge movie mm. aaron taylor johnson and michael shannon are both fantastic in that film um i saw moonlight okay which uh which i thought was good but i didn't love it i didn't love it the way that i thought i was going to mm. i don't know if a trip if the triptych necessarily worked for me okay um you know it's a very specific approach to storytelling sometimes it works like place beyond the pines um i'm not gonna say that this didn't work but uh yeah, Moonlight. I was just I had very high hopes for. Have you seen that trailer? Mm, yeah. What do you think? Are you? I'm certainly intrigued by it. Yeah, it's a small. It, it's a it, small film. It but I think it didn't hit me as like, oh, okay. I really must make an effort to see that at the theater. Okay, it's a film that I would like to catch at some point, but it's not the one that was like I must go and see it at the theater. But if I get the chance to see it, I would certainly be more than willing to give two hours purely out of curiosity. 
Um, Raw was uh, my favorite midnight movie. Okay. It's a French cannibal movie about a vegetarian. Another one? Yeah. <laughs> this, oh, my this, God. This one is special. Like buses. This one is special. Right. It's uh, about this girl. She's a vegetarian. She goes off to veterinary school with her sister. Mm. And uh, part of, you know, since you're going to be working with animals, you have to eat the meat. You, so she, they make her eat a piece of meat. And from there, it, like, unlocks something inside her that makes her crave flesh. Uh, and it was really terrific. Very artful. Uh, it was a can, so you know it's classy. Um, Are they about to remake it with The Rock and Kevin Hart? <laughs> as the as, cannibals. As, as the cannibals. The two at veterinary school. Uh, yeah. No, but I'll tell you, if they did remake it, um, I'd wa- it would I'd be still a great role for, for an American actress. The Belko Experiment. This was a fun one. I didn't hear this, about that. This one's produced by James Gunn. Oh, okay. He's done a couple of films. Right. He's a, he's a guardian of our yeah. uh, fanboy galaxy. A smaller film for him? Back uh, to that smaller well, he produced this one. Greg oh, McLean okay. uh, directed it. It is set in this uh, American corporation down mm. in Colombia. Uh, and one day, you know, it's ha- so, so the employees are half American, half Colombian or whatever. And one day the Colombians don't show up. It's, so it's just uh, everybody else. And then these metal walls go up over the building and a voice comes over the intercom. is like, we're downsizing. Essentially, we got 80 people in the building. In two hours, there needs to be 50 people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you know, start killing each other, we're going to kill you uh, because all the Americans have the chip in their head um, for in case they're kidnapped, you yeah. know, down in Colombia, that the Colombians don't have that chip. And, of course, the chip can, you know, self-explode. So it's a little like Battle Royale yeah. meets this tiny movie Operation Endgame meets, I don't know. It was very, uh, it was a lot of fun. Perfect that, midnight movie. That sounds Pretty cool, actually. I'll speed these along. Okay. Uh, Colossal with Anne Hathaway. Mm. Have you heard anything about that? I've heard a little bit about it. I enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, Nacho Vigalondo movie where she's like a, she can sort of control this monster in in South Korea. Uh, and Jason Sudeikis is really interesting. And headshot. Eco- That's something you don't hear very often. I know. Jason Sudeikis a, I, is very interesting in this. I'm a. I was a doubter. Even even he's like fucking what. No, he he go, he goes dark here. It's, That's it's cool. Different form. Now I'm interested. Are you a fan of the Raid movies? Yes, very much so. Well, I saw uh, Iko Uwais, who's mm-hmm. the star of those films Headshot. in this movie, Headshot. Mm. That was a, that was a blast. He's like an amnesiac, like a Jason Bourne who can't remember who he is, but he was like a sort of henchman sort of guy for this badass. And anyways, uh, that was awesome. So that's like the 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 Bourne assistant. What about the mag? Yes, the the Bourne PA. <laughs> Did you see The Magnificent Seven? I did. What did you think? I saw it last night. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I literally saw it last night with my eyes. Um, This is a film that I wasn't particularly excited about. I was not... I'm not a big fan of Westerns. Mm -hmm. I don't feel any particular affection with the original, which is obviously not an original movie. It's a a remake. Um, I was so pleasantly surprised by this who is that is that spielberg i really he always need to calls take this you. call i really need to take this call do you want to take it live no no yeah? i can't okay. take this call live okay no oh, fuck all oh. right inconvenient man this is this is gonna bum me out was that jason sudeikis saying hang on i've heard you thought uh, i was interesting I'm so tempted to run off the air right now but okay. i can't do it to you guys um but yeah so i i i'm not a fan of westerns um i was kind of interested in this movie i'm not a big fan of the work of the director but this film was one of the films i've had the most fun with this year the one that has given me one of the one of the films that's given me the most enjoyment watching a film isn't it fun and See, i actually people, i got shit for this for liking this movie it's no. fun is it is it a is it perfect cinema? No, it's not. But it's the first film in a long, long, long time where during the finale, I actually I whooped and I hollered, and so did some of the audience. And I don't I'm you know British, I don't do that. But I genuinely got I know I genuinely I I got so sucked into it. I, I had so much fun with it. And for me, the best part is actually not necessarily the the Chris Pratt's, the Denzel Washingtons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's some of the other cast. That, yes, that that's what it. I said too. So Red um, Harvest and fucking uh, Billy Rocks. Yeah, um, a, a Byung Han Lee. 
Yeah, he's um, so good. Who, if you aren't familiar with him, um, he's a guy who's a South uh, Korean uh, film star. He's done a number of films in Hollywood over the years where he's kind of had, you know, medium roles in uh, the G.I. Joe movies he was in. Uh, uh, also, the, my favourite film of him is, is I Saw the Devil, which is a brilliant um, uh, Korean revenge uh, film. Absolutely brilliant. Now... I think he, if he was given some absolutely solid American action movies, he could be such a huge star. He's not just... One issue I had with him, yeah, this was like, kind of... I, like, like, I like him. Here's the Asian guy. Let's get him to do some kind of Asian stuff with knives and stuff like that and do the... the uh, for want of a better phrase, the chop socky kind of stuff. Take, take it away. I am going to listen to the voicemail. Okay, I have cool. to listen to the voicemail. You're on for just 30 seconds. So, so he, uh, so he kind of does that. And it was kind of a disappointment because um, he's actually a really good actor. He's a really solid actor. Um, and I've seen in his Korean stuff that he can genuinely give a really, really solid performance as an actor. Um, here, he does a fantastic job and he steals most of the scenes that he's in. I would love to see him become way more of a mainstream action talent in Hollywood cinema. Uh, also, you mentioned the guy who's the, for want of the, the, the Western movies, the Red Indian guy uh, who they discover. Um, obviously, he's, he's Native American. Um, they discover on their journey, on their way to their quest. Absolutely fantastic. A guy that I was not aware of before. Um, Martin Sensmeyer? Yeah, he, he was like my favorite. So, so cool. Mm-hmm. Effortlessly cool. And even when scenes where he didn't say anything, he could just... His face. I can t- I can see him like on the, on the tail end of an Expendables poster. Oh my you know, god! Like, uh, he, he's got he's got something. He's interesting. And then uh, Manuel Garcia Rufo. See, he was like a kind of a blank for me. See, I enjoyed him. I would like to see. I would like to see more. I would like to see more of him. Develop him a little bit more. But I loved him. Vincent D'Onofrio was genius. He's great. He's great. I just. Make some good choices. I just genuinely loved this film. It is possibly... Uh, I, I, it's the f- first film, I was saying this to, to Ethan last week, it's one of the first films this year that I've actually thought I would buy that on Blu-ray and I would watch it and I would watch the extras and I would really get kind of sucked into that and want to know more about it. I had so much fun with that movie, I was not expecting to. And my father, my late father, was a, a big fan of westerns and it's probably the first time... In 26 years since he passed, that I would have loved to have watched a film with my dad and watch him enjoy that movie. I thought it was just absolutely superb. Absolutely superb. I loved it. Great fun. That's that's That and Sully are probably two of my most favourite films of the last couple of months. Genuinely, genuinely engaging and entertaining. Um, also out this week is um, uh, Blair Witch. Which I haven't seen, but you have seen. Oh, I thought. Oh, I thought you had. Okay, no, I fault. haven't seen that. Unfortunately, it opened last night. Did previews last night. Now, I was expecting stronger results from this for previews for box office because there's been a lot of talk about it. There appears to be blanket coverage for media. Um, it only took um, seven hundred and sixty-five thousand last night. I would oh, have. It ex- didn't even crack a mill. Didn't crack a million. On opening I was, night, wow. I was genuinely quite surprised with that. Because a lot of people are predicting that this week, uh, this weekend, that is going to be the one that's going to knock Sully off the top and beat the other films, including Magnificent Seven and Bridget Jones, etc. And it just that's that seems low. But you know what? It's for a, me. It's a school night. I don't know. It is. I mean, I know this is rated R, so technically kids aren't supposed to be buying tickets, anyways. But I imagine that business will kick up. Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, we've seen other R-rated movies bring in... And horror has a very dedicated following who tend to turn out... The thing about... It's like, how do you even see this movie during the day? How do you sell a single ticket to this movie during the daylight? I would go and... I will... Because I haven't seen it, and I do want to see it. I will go and see it on my own in the daytime next week. Yeah. Because I'm uh, lonely. Um, That's what I do. All right. So, yeah, Blair Blair Witch was a disappointment. Uh, I just felt like... And you guys, you know, I profess my love for Adam and Simon mm. on this show before. Adam is a brilliant, brilliant director. If, again, I I was, I've said work. it for years. If I had $5 million, mm. I would just give it to him and let him do his thing. This movie, though, just hews so closely to the original. It just mm. takes everything that's interesting and, and repeats it. 
and it barely advances any mythology or expanding, you know, on anything. And just it didn't do much that was new. And looking back on it, I really was uh, disappointed. Unfortunately, I think I think a lot of people. The initial reaction, obviously, the first time it was screened and revealed as being Blair Witch was at Comic Con, mm-hmm. and a lot of people went into the film. It was called The Woods at that point. Right. I think some of the reaction was because people didn't know it was Blair Witch. I think they went in and like, oh fucking hell, this is amazing. And it's that shock and shock and awe element where everything's a bit of a surprise. It's not a film that you're expecting to see. And I think perhaps now when we're seeing some later reviews, they are a little bit more measured because you know what you're seeing. Which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, because then it does mean that some people are going in with a preconception. But it can't be worse than Book of Shadows, even if it wasn't very good. But I will be giving this film my money. Of all the films, it's funny, of all the films that are coming out this weekend, this is the this is the one that I thought I wanted to see most at preview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I was like, I'll give my money to Magnificent Seven to see because, you know, I'm not particularly excited about that. But actually, I would have rather have given my money to Magnificent Seven than Blair Witch because that turned out to be an absolutely amazing film, but hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, also out this weekend, Bridget Jones's Baby. I know you've been looking forward to this one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I saw this on Tuesday. Really? How was it? It's okay. It's fine. Have you seen the other ones? Yeah, I have. I love the first one. That's amazing. I, I really enjoy it. In fact, the, when I went to see the first one, I saw it in Cambridge in the UK. And I was dating a girl at the time. Unbelievable in itself. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, and she looked, at the time, uh, very much like Renny Zellweger. Uh, so when we left the theatre, we went for dinner locally. And I was like, oh, my shit, it's Renny Zellweger. Um, it wasn't. Um, and anyway, she left me. Uh, sad story. But this is this is more like the first one. It's better than the second one, which I thought was terrible. Was that was that the edge of reason? What yeah. was that? It was terrible. It was like it should have been Bridget Jones. What the fuck is the point? Mm-hmm. Because it was totally redundant. Um, this is more like the first one. It just feels like it's done. It feels nineties. It feels early two thousands. It just feels like yeah, we just. We're done with this now. It It's fine. There are some moments in it that are very funny, and the rest of it holds it together. Yeah. But it's not a not a great film, and it's not... The, the I audience I don't know how, how many Meet the Movie Press listeners... No, I know. But are, their, their are girlfriends and their mums and stuff like that might want to go and see it, but I'm... It's not. It's um, you know, it's like Josh and I had a, a funny conversation about like who would review it. Yeah, and we just agreed it's not really fair to the movie to have either one of us review it. No, but I, uh, I'm very open to this kind of movie. I actually enjoy this kind of movie genuinely, but I just didn't, I didn't take a lot away from it. It was like fine. Did um, okay, Mr. Church. Don't t- don't tell me who she winds up with. Okay, just in case. Okay, uh, you know you're gonna go watch that. Mr. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I already ordered the Mondo no, 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 poster no, 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 for Bridget Jones. Uh, I've seen the ticket you've already pre-ordered on Fandango. Um, Mr. Church is yes. also out this week. Um, limited release. Yep. Eddie Murphy doing a sterling job. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get a chance to see this movie, you absolutely should. You interviewed Eddie for this, right? Did you see it? So you saw the movie? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the movie. You, you think you should absolutely see, see it? I really enjoyed it. Is it a great movie? It's not a great movie. I loved Eddie Murphy in it. I just love seeing Eddie Murphy doing good, good acting, and not just the <laughs> level mean, of Beverly Hills Cop comedy he, stuff. He was, he was fine. I didn't think maybe cry. I didn't think it was it, really. Yeah, I, I genuinely just, found I it felt quite like touching. It was just kind of like comic, like it was like a caricature of a drunk, of an alcoholic. A little spoiler, bit. please. I, I I really Put. enjoyed it. I did genuinely enjoy it. I thought it was a sweet movie, but just like. Uh, like something for a lifetime. I, I, that's a fair criticism. Yeah, that's a fair criticism. Um, but I think certainly if you compare it to trickly. other movies out there that are going to be soppy, uh, sort of the, from the last year, soppy and going for the heartstrings, it has more I, substance. I don't than know. That. I don't know how good Bert Robertson is. Well, she was fine. Yeah, people were raving about her. I thought she was fine. Ra- people have been raving about that performance. Yeah, well, I'm, I've, I she, spent a couple uh, of them and they, they were like, "Oh, she's the shining light." I, I was like, I, "I much prefer Eddie I need, Murphy." I need to see something different from her. Something new. Yeah, she. You know, that movie was just so vanilla. Um, it was. I enjoyed it. I, I okay. think it. I enjoyed it. I think because it surprised me. I wasn't expecting much from it, and I got more from it than I thought I was going to get. Well, I got to meet uh, and interview Eddie Murphy, you did, yeah. um, and that should hopefully go up today. Um, so 
It's not a wide release. Yeah, not a huge out. amount of people are going to get the chance to see it. Yeah, I mean, as far as Eddie Murphy taking a chance and, yeah. and doing something different and stepping away from the ridiculous comedies that no one should even entertain seeing. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm yeah. with you on that. He's back on track. Yeah, but like, but like the the awards talk, you know, and and that, I don't even know if like yeah, like I don't no, even no, know no. if my piece mentioned something like that. Um, that's just not going to happen. No, it's not. Not with this movie. I think. I, think I mean, that has sprung out of the yeah. fact that because he's done so much shit, it's like, well, this is not shit. It's it's really it's a te- it's it's a testament to how amazing Sully is made by mm. a director. I don't know how old Clint is, eighty four or eighty six, something yeah. like that. Bruce Beresford, who directed Mr. Church, is not a, a, a spring chicken either. Mm. Um, and this movie, I felt like, just seemed like a golden oldie. Yeah, like something from the past. So I, I um, found it very. I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, I but saw. We'll I, that I saw Ben Wheatley's Free Fire in Toronto. You did. Yeah, I hate. I hated it. What we had a discussion about Ben Wheatley last week. Oh, really? Um, I mean, I, 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 I've done stuff with Ben many, many times. I find a lot of his films, some of them anger me mm-hmm. to the point where my piss curdles. Um, some I, I go and I watch two or three. I have a problem. I should go and see a doctor. Um, uh, you know, some of them I've, I've watched two or three times. What's then I've got them. Uh, sightseers. Me too. That is mine as well. That, yeah. that, that's a good movie. Um, that, as, as we were saying last week, that's the only one that I've actually watched and gone, I enjoyed that. Uh, that entertained right. me. Killist is. I don't think. That I don't, annoyed me. Yeah, I don't think it's a movie I'll ever see again. Like uh, a movie that I respect it more than I have you seen. Really Down Terrace, his first one. You know, I feel like I have, but I d- I can't say for sure. It's interesting. Not not a lot of people going in the whole right. scheme of movies have, have seen that film. Right. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's one of his more interesting pieces. So his first three were interesting, and then to me, High Rise and this one were just like unwatchable yeah, see, I, films. I haven't touched High Rise. I'm kind of yeah. But. Um, I saw Chadwick Boseman's message from the King. Ooh, okay, which is like uh, you know taken, but he's trying to find his sister. Mm. I did not really enjoy it. it felt pretty low budge, and you know he's just he's very one note. Like mm. I think he's a very good in person, like an impressionist. You know, he did Jackie Robinson. He did James Brown. Those are still his best performances. Uh, it's gonna, that Black Panther movie is going to be very interesting because he mm. kind of just has like this one. And I think they made fun of it in, in the Honest trailer for Captain America: Civil War, like where he just like stares off into the distance and like talks sto- stoically in that accent. And uh, I don't know, man. Um, eh. Otherwise, uh, look for our review of The Edge of Seventeen, which is the Toronto closer. Yeah. That goes up tomorrow night, I believe, on Mashable. Um, American Pastoral. I saw Ewan McGregor's directorial debut. Okay. That's Philip Roth. Always tricky. I didn't feel like Ewan really had the filmmaker skills yet to tackle that one. And then we're going to wrap up the TIFF conversation with Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, Are you a fan of that show? I am, yeah. Uh, there were so I saw two new episodes, one with Mackenzie Davis and Gugu Mbatha Raw, cool, which I liked but I didn't love, love. That to me it just wasn't dark enough. It yeah. was more romantic, which is fine. But the second episode, which was Joe Wright's episode, yep. who I'm not a big fan of, okay. was terrific. Uh, and Bry- it's probably the best I've ever seen Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, it is wow. essentially set uh, in the future where. People, there's like, you know, there's Yelp for people, and we all get rated for every interaction. Mm-hmm. So after this podcast, I would go, you know, I'd give you five stars or something, Thank and you. you would give me five stars. Uh, and, and it's about a woman who, whose rating starts to drop. And, and That's you know, really interesting. Yeah. It was nice. Fucking when's that, uh, when's that airing? I think that Black Mirror hits Netflix next month. Okay. You know, they're on Halloween. That sounds about right. Okay. Anyways, that'll do it for Toronto. I mean, uh, the other shit up there was the Birth of a Nation press conference that yep. I did. You um, hit the headlines. Yeah, that one. I got a little, uh, got a little play. Dickie and I huddled up. You know, if we got one question, what would it be? Um, and so we just wanted to ask him about the double standard that you know, I think Hollywood applies to Hollywood. Um, some people, everyone overlooks their trans- transgressions. Uh, Nate Parker certainly being held more accountable than others, mm. and I wanted to see how Nate felt about that. But he dodged; he dodged every tough question up there. Um, and yeah, it, it did feel like there was a lot of softball questions, and it took myself and Kara Buckley from the New York Times to sort of address the elephant in the room. Um, and then the final, the final thing that I did was uh, the, the Hidden Figures presentation. Yeah, how do you think that looks? You've seen the trailer? Yeah. Are you looking forward to it? I'm un- uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm undecided at the moment. It, it, I felt like the footage was better than 
the trailer indicated okay. it, it and um you know they're selling like a, a little bit more of a fun time in the trailer yeah uh this you know i, I it could it could very well be an awards player uh okay. janelle monet looked really terrific in mm-hmm. it the singer so that's toronto Simon, bit whatever of feed- you want to talk well, about. Well, we'll move on to the next thing in just a second, but a bit of feedback in uh, in the chat is uh, Bad Future. Uh, just watched Bridget Jones's Diary for the first time last night. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. Um, and another film we haven't mentioned that comes out this week. Uh, this is from Zeno Hour. Snowden. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, no. which I feel terrible about. I actually wanted to see it last night, but I didn't make it. Um, now, I'm I'm pretty surprised. There are a few films out this week that I really did expect there to be more buzz about. And Snowden, I thought there'd be a bit more buzz about it. I feel I've like, seen a lot of advertising for I it. I feel like there is a ton of buzz. Like, I, I don't but know. I feel like Joseph Gordon love it. Huh? Is it in the mainstream audience? I just don't think so where where is joe been joe was on bill simmons show this week yeah that was a, a nice get for them i feel like maybe it's just the blogs that i read but it it, it feels omnipresent almost um well, with yeah, it, it everywhere does within, within the film and, fan sphere but not i just don't the people outside of that i don't not know because getting... i don't have cable so i don't see like the tv spots yeah uh i'm not sure how but it, it seems like it's getting a pretty significant release it is, yeah, it is. I'm just on the every every guy on the streets. I'm just not. Well, a lot of people feel like they've seen that story before with Citizen Four. Yeah. Just like they're tired of reading about it. Um, but also, so I don't think it's tracking very well. No, I and I think wondering. We saw this with um, was it Fifth Estate? The yes, um, yeah, same thing. I mean, a lot of people know about it and they they know the news stories. Right, but that's but not why they go to the movies. That's not why they go to the movies. Yeah. I mean, I I would I would like to see it. I will probably catch it when it comes on home entertainment or streaming VOD, mm-hmm. um, or on a plane. But I don't. I think up against things like Blair Witch, Magnificent Seven, and even Bridget Jones's Baby, I I don't think that's going to get much of a look in this weekend. And Sully, with a strong holdover from from last week, I'm not sure that's going to get a. Do you do fantasy movie league? I feel like you would enjoy it. I don't. You should sign up. Buddy. Maybe I maybe I will. What is it? Uh, I'm guessing it's a league. Fantasy movie fantasy league. It's like fan, it's like fantasy football, except you have a a cinema and there's yeah. eight screens on the cinema, mm. and you spend fantasy movie league bucks to buy movies to program. You know, you're not spending any actual money uh, to buy movies oh, to program into your theater. Yeah. So like Blair Witch costs three hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. So you could only afford two screens of Blair Witch. You have a thousand dollars to start with, mm. right? And then you're filling it in with other titles. Maybe you get one Snowden. Maybe you do a Bad Moms, even though it's been out for nine weeks, mm. but because it's $20. It's fun. Yeah, maybe I will do that. Add that to my list of little things plug to do. for fantasy movie leagues. I like that. Movies, whatever. Uh, so let's look at what else. Uh, okay, has been going let's start on this with week. friggin' Benicio del Toro. Let's do it. Wow, after all the names that I'd heard yeah. from Tom Hardy to Christian Bale to James Franco Channing to Mark Ruffalo. Blah, 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 blah. They get Benicio Del Toro for the Predator movie. Mm. Um, I love the idea of him teaming up with Shane Black. I mm. love the idea of him heading into the jungle to take on a fucking badass monster. Yep. Because who's more badass than the motherfucking Sicario? I think he... I, I heard that and I was like, it just... We've said this before. There's certain casting that you hear and you're just like, yeah, that's very watchable. Yeah. Very and they were watchable. clearly... When you look at the caliber of, of all those people I just named, mm. like they're all pretty good actors. I also think he's going to be a good a good so they, magnet. So they were looking for one, a, a good magnet to draw exactly. other people, people to the project. Wanna, but people want to work with people, him. not the everyday standard. Let's get X, Y, and Z. Right. I think it's going to it's going to attract a really nice, eclectic, interesting mix, kind of similar to the idea of the Magnificent Seven cast. Sure. And I think if they can kind of get that kind of cast, was there structure it right? Was there a woman in the remake? Or the the predators with Adrian Brody. Has there been a woman? Uh, there was on a these woman teams? in that. Okay, I don't. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a woman in that. But there wasn't in the original, right? In the Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. one. That was just no, a bunch of dudes. No, that right? was just a. That was yeah. That was a total jungle okay. sausage fest. Uh, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what goes on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good get for Predator. Uh, I'm now even more excited for that movie. Yeah. Um, Something else, we obviously we touched on his latest movie at the moment as well, um, Villeneuve. Oh. Uh, talking 
obviously at Toronto this week about wanting to remake Dune. You know, so I, I like Denis. I liked. I was impressed by Arrival. He's obviously, he's doing Blade Runner two at the moment. He's, exactly. Yeah. Um, he's he's one of the most exciting filmmakers working these days. Dune. Uh, I actually don't know like anything about Dune. Have you seen? I know it? it's a huge title. I know there's these giant sandworm things. Uh, You've not no. seen it? No. I've never seen it. I have no desire to see it. I don't care. It's visually impressive. Um, and it's it's kind of in the realm for me with Blade Runner, where you watch it and you're kind of like, okay. And then you might you might fall in love with it instantly, or it might take a little while to get used to it. Right. Or you still might go, actually, no, I still don't like that. It's a very interesting visual film, and it's very creative and it's beautiful to watch it is dull as shit yeah that's sort of the impression i got from it and i i think but i think that was kind of around an era where you had a lot of these epic sci-fi films that people wanted to create effectively a new star wars or something around that and you know the first star trek star trek the motion picture um that is visually impressive certainly at the time quite dull mm-hmm. black hole which was a disney movie from the 70s kind of went wanted to go big but that came off as being a bit dull and dark um june kind of falls into that camp where it's very ambitious and very visually impressive but as a film and a piece of entertainment it doesn't quite work i mean june it's a huge book yeah Absolutely who huge. wrote it is it william something uh, uh, uh i can't remember um someone will know in the chat but um it's a huge book, and I think Hollywood hadn't perfected the idea of what to do with a massive book like that. Yeah, I didn't really just... I Aside just, from the Bible, they did the Bible. Didn't grow up a big sci-fi kid, It's fine. It's so. worth watching purely for curiosity value, but um, it's not It's not a film that you'll go, I'm really glad I watched that. But I would, <laughs> I would be interested in seeing his vision, but I don't want him to just be this guy who starts doing sequels or remakes he to won't, classic he movies. He won't do Doom. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, I think it's just a, hey, I'd love to do this, like a lot of people say. Yeah. I don't think we'll see it, but, you know, Gene, I'm kind of, that certainly didn't go, I think we need to see that film. Um, uh, talking of epic sci-fi, Adam Driver this week, uh, uh, talking about Star Wars 8, we touched on this on the top of the show, um, he was saying the mood for Star Trek 8, the kind of the vibe, is more like The Empire Strikes Back. Which is, I think, most people's favourite Star Wars film from the original nope. series. Mine's Return of the Jedi. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, dude, that's fine. I like Jabba. I like Bridget Jones. I like Jabba the Hutt. Sweet. Who, who doesn't? Um, I like big huts and I cannot lie. <laughs> I'm never doing that again. Um, <laughs> Somebody please yeah, gif, gif that, gif what that, whatever happened. the fuck it is. Just, like, just edit that out. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, Star Wars 8 feels more apparently in tone like Empire Strikes Back, which I I would genuinely welcome, as long as it doesn't feel too much like Empire Strikes Back in the way that Star Wars felt, or Force, Force Awakens, Awakens felt, felt very much, much like Star Wars. Like Star Wars. Yeah. So, I mean, we've heard the edgier thing with Rogue One. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, on one side of the blogs that you read, it's the Adam Driver thing. Mm. On the other side, it's the exact same thing from Riz Ahmed talking about... Uh, you know, Rogue One. So uh, I, I just don't put any stock in any of these quotes about, oh, it's it's like this and this is the tone because these guys don't know. They just don't know. And it's about the music once that's added and, you know, they haven't seen it. I feel like the scripts. Um... <laughs> have you read? No, I'm just, I'm, you're talking about the script. I'm like, have you read the script? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. I've right. read the script. Okay. No, I, I just uh, okay. Adam Driver thinks it's edgier. Uh, good, good for him. <laughs> it's, not, it's not edgy till one, one of, one of, one of us question. says it's edgy. Okay, like, well, it's gonna be it's gonna be dark. It's gonna be like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Okay, Brian. It's not oh, for yeah. it's not for actors to judge what's edgy and what's not. <laughs> that is true. Um, and the answer uh, we got June described as John Carter of Mars, and it was Frank Herbert who wrote June. Ah, Books written by Frank Herbert for five. Um, Stanley, Stanley biopic. Who plays Stanley? I'm going to go. I don't know. Kevin Hart, Jonah Hill. I don't know. (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> With this, because I, I, I don't know enough about what they... I mean, nobody does. But exactly what they want to do. Whether they want the same actor to play him throughout his life, whether they want to concentrate on the early part of his life and then go, oh, and then obviously all this happened, or whether they want to concentrate on kind of where, you know, sort of the older adult life to where he is now. So I think where they pitch the story, I think would perhaps affect who they get to play it. Mm-hmm. Brian Cranston, there was a pa- there was a poster that went around a long time ago, well, about six months ago, originally, with Brian Cranston's face made to look like Stan Lee. He's too old. Is he? Yes. You need Stan... This is Stan Lee in the 70s, right? But yep. Stan Lee has always looked you old. Need, you know, you need like a 30... Stan Lee! A 30, 35-year-old guy who's like geeky. You're going to get, like, Elijah Wood. Who are we fucking kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Elijah. Breaking. There's also reports that it's going to be a action movie, an action-adventure film. Well, like, because it's all taking, rock. It's all taking place in his head, I'm sure. That's yeah. why. Like, it, he, all of the stuff that he's imagining that that happens in his life, ends up, he ends up putting on the page. Right. Like, he'll he'll suffer some indignity and then, like be the superhero in his head, like, kicking ass. The secret life of Stan Exactly. There you go. <laughs> well, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, we're going to have fucking Key and Peele playing him. He really could be anybody in there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't really have anybody who comes to mind who, who looks like 70s-era Stan Lee, but no doubt the producers will find someone just terrible. I'm sure. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Josh Gad will lose some weight, you know? Yeah. I'm... Like, he'll have, like, a Jonas a slimming. Uh, we James, love James we Franco. love Josh Gad. Josh Gad should play everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not not everybody. We don't want to get sick of him. We we love him. We don't want to kind of soil that relationship. Anyways, um, what was interesting? Joe Dante said yeah. that he was going to direct a, a Batman movie, and he, he wanted did. to cast John Lithgow as the Joker. How awesome would this have been on a scale of one to ten? I would have gone with a seven, possibly eight, because I love yeah, I, I love eight point five John Lithgow. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, did you did you did you watch Dexter? Yeah, yeah, love wow. Dexter. So good on Dexter. Just imagine that. I've been I've been a fan of his for for well since I was a kid. But I mean, he did a film called Raising Cain in the early nineties. Yep, that's good. Uh, absolutely genius. It bombed in the UK at theaters. Absolutely bombed. It really didn't do well. But it's genius. I lo- I absolutely love watching him in pretty much everything he did. He did a great love story movie with uh, Harry Alfred and the Molina. Hendersons. Yeah, Harry and the yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh, One man in the woods. What happens there? Um, yeah, John John Lithgow in uh, this film he did with uh, Alfred Molina. Um, they were played a gay couple. Brilliant. Yes, he can do... love is love is what love is strange. Or no, something like that. Um, I can't remember the title of it. I, I saw it on a on a plane. A great movie. Literally anything that he does, I genuinely. I, I take something away from it. I actually take some enjoyment away from it. I he think it's great. He would have been uh, very interesting. Which made me think, now that idea is out there, it would be great to see him turn up in one of the current amount of movies out there, superhero movies. As a villain? As a villain. Yes. He. he yes. Now, I don't know yes. where yes. he would fit in or what they could do, but if he can't be the Joker, he would be seriously good. As as a as a maniac, as some sort of maniacal character, and then a younger generation would be aware of the brilliance of John oh, Lithgow, John. <laughs> and I can appreciate him a bit more because he's he's a great actor. I want to see him versus Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh. Third, third Rock battle. Yes, that, that is that is cool. I saw I saw John on stage um, at the National Theatre in London about two years ago, mm-hmm. and he's just everybody was there. You know, to see to see the play, but also just to see John Lithgow. It was like, oh, he's very good. Oh, he's very, oh, he's amazing, isn't he? Oh, I love him. The whole theater was full of John Lithgow fans. So come on, what do they you need call to do that? What do they call those fans? They need like a name. Um, Lithgowians, <laughs> Lithgangers. Uh, speaking of the Joker, uh, he ain't going to be in the Justice League, according to who? Uh, who said that? I don't know. I saw this story this week. I'm not sure who the source was. was it Umberto. It could be. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of disappointed about that because I I did like him in Suicide Squad. He was one of the parts that I actually came away going that was a well, highlight. He's barely, for me. he's barely on screen. He is barely on screen. Um, but I, if they're carrying characters through as they often do in these things, I would have liked to have seen a bit more. We have had the discussion previously about you know a lot yes. of his stuff being left on the cutting room floor. 
I if he'd have been in Justice League, even in a small way, I would have actually quite enjoyed that. Batman teaming up with all those guys to take down the Joker, I think would be so much more interesting hmm. than him taking down whatever the fuck he's taking down in this movie. It's going to be terrible. What what is it? Apo- it's not apocalypse. Um what, who is the? They, what, they who, all sound like deodorant who is that, names. Who is that deleted scene that in Batman vs Superman that he's going to be the villain? What is the fucking called? I've forgotten. I haven't. I haven't. I, I I haven't revisited Batman vs Superman. Do a little Google. Um, but yeah, I was when I saw. I was kind of like, a little bit genuinely disappointed by that. But I think he also he. I know some of the comments were taken out of context. We we discussed that before. It was um, El Mayimbe. Um I, I, I think I would have enjoyed seeing some more of him in there. Can you not find it? You're doing a Dark Google. side? Dark side? Dark side? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, someone in the chat it's, will... It's uh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yeah, I was like, it's some I was like, what? obscure rock band. Yeah, 1970s rock band. Hell yeah, Steppenwolf. God, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking uh, I don't think it's Jesus Christ. These friggin' movies. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I... I, I would yeah I agree with you I think if it had been all the guys taking on the Joker that would have been pretty pretty good um, but that's not what it is so. alright um, um, this week something as a director and a project that doesn't excite me but the star attached to it does make me more interested in it Mark Waters who directed Mean Girls um, and obviously if that is the film that you're still best associated with after all these years I'm not aware of him doing a huge amount after that. I may be wrong on that. But he's going to direct a film called Magic Camp. Again, film, don't know a huge amount about. Not particularly interested in it at this point. Then I read that Steve Martin is potentially attached as the lead. And I was thinking only a couple of weeks ago how long it has been since Steve Martin has had a major movie where he's the main star. And I would really like to see that. I mean, I think that um, it'll be a kid who's the star. I think this is going to be like an Alexander in the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day kind of thing. Mm. Uh, like in terms of budget and, uh, you know, the, the audience that they're aiming for. Yeah. I think Steve Martin will be the adult who maybe teaches this kid magic. And, mm. and I think Steve Martin grew up a fan of magic and um, wants to keep it alive because mm-hmm. it seems to be... A dying art, you know. Kids used to ha- get their magic kits, and yep. you know, and and now they're playing video games. So um, hopefully, this movie will keep that alive because I love magic as much as anyone and want to believe in it and always enjoy going to the magic castle. Send me tickets. Um, I've never been there. Oh man, you gotta go. Take your wife, or maybe I have. Oh, oh. no, I would love to go there. Um, so yeah, again. This isn't a, a big Disney movie by any stretch, mm. um, but uh, yeah, always good to see more Steve Martin, and I am looking forward to seeing him in Billy Lynn. Mm. That's right. Yeah, that's that's out next couple of months. That uh, comes out in November, I yeah. believe, but it, because it debuts at the New York Film Festival, it does indeed. So, um, but yeah, Steve Martin, we just haven't seen him on the big screen in a significant role. When was the last time we saw that? It's been a few years, right? I, I can remember. Tell you, yeah. But I, 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 I was watching something that he was in. I can't remember what it was. Quite recently, I was just like, really, would be good to see him back. Oh, everybody loves back Steve on the big Martin. screen. He's great, and I think in the same way that recently we heard with, with obviously the passing of Gene Wilder that there are kids that relate to some of these older actors in a different way. I could see him kind of fulfilling that kind of role within a younger audience, and then people discovering his work. You know, even the the most accessible stuff like, say, Three Amigos. I'm not talking kids are going to start watching The Jerk. Although they should. It's a fucking good film. Um, but, yeah, I think that would be great. I'd love to see that. As long as it's not too watered down. Um, a Pe- couple of other things that yeah. may be coming back to the big screen. Cool. Uh, somebody wants to make The Rundown 2? Yes, Peter Berg. Um, he wants to make The Rundown 2, which in the UK was called Welcome to the Jungle. Because <laughs> uh, it was in a jungle. I guess, and I don't know, it was a weird, weird change of name. And who does he want to join Dwayne The Rock Johnson? He wants Jonah Hill, because obviously it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Sean William Scott in the original. He wants Jonah Hill to appear in it. Now, I would be open to that, because I, I, again, I think it was last week or the week before I said this, 
I enjoy Jonah Hill doing daffy performances. And I think that would be quite fun. And we haven't seen him really, unless I mean, I mean, kind of touched on it in War Dogs, but kind of the action comedy stuff that's more, you know, 20, 21, 22 Jump Street, but a bit more physical than that. Kind of pratfally. I'm not sure about that pairing of, of The Rock and Jonah Hill. I don't know if I see that working out. No? Yeah. I mean, realistically, this is probably something that will never happen. Um, yes. But... I, I think uh, another rundown would be extremely unlikely. And I think that, you know, with Deepwater Horizon and Patriot's yeah. Day, I think Peter Berg is going to the next level. Um, and so the rundown, too, would probably be a little bit beneath him mm. at this point, unless he, you know, wanted to just return to produce. Um, and, yeah, The Rock is, like, the busiest guy in Hollywood, so I don't see him making, have time. making a, you know... I don't see this taking priority on his schedule, no, given I don't uh, see that. what he is attached to. Well, I mean, I'm intrigued um, by that idea. I'm intrigued by that. I don't. I don't see Jonah running through the jungle either. <laughs> I don't think True. that's his bag. Uh, Dax Shepard looks like he's being entrusted with Scooby Doo up at Warner Brothers, mm. a live action movie. I really like him. Uh, I liked his directorial debut, Hit and Run. Did mm-hmm. you see that with Kristen yes, Bell? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. Very tiny movie. Not a lot of people saw it, but uh, I've seen it a few times mm. and. It was a lot of fun, and he just did the Chips movie, which I think will be cool with Michael Pena. Yeah, that's been delayed, though, for release, hasn't yes, it? I mean, I yes. know I got an email about some previous screenings not for press people well, a little while you ago. You know what I think that that's about? It's not very good? No. Okay. Timing. Cops. Think about it. Yeah, good point. I really think that that... I had not thought about uh, you that. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... That might be a story. I wonder if that movie is being delayed because of, you All know... The... Uh, what is going on with cops in uh, in this country and people's attitude towards them? That's true. Um, anyways, I like uh, Dax on Scooby Doo. He seems like the right fit for that material. Yeah, and he could either be uh, Fred or or Shaggy. Yeah, I know. I, I was like again mentioned it early in the show. Sometimes you hear things and you're like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, how it hasn't happened. Sometimes to do Hollywood yet, I don't know. gets it right, folks. Yeah. So uh, that's clearly if someone's had a, you know, a couple of glasses of champagne and go, you know what would be really good is blah, 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 doing blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then the next day they're in the staff meeting in the morning and they go, you know, last night you said this. I said, what? It's like, great idea. Yeah, I remember saying that. So it was cool. There's uh, m- more stuff with cops. Mm. Um, a few things, actually. So okay. just really quickly, I wanted to pr- uh, plug Jeff Ross's special in which he uh, roasts Boston cops. Saw you tweeting about this. Yep. It was uh, really good. You know, if, you, if you've if you seen Jeff Ross's uh, special where he roasts prisoners in Texas, mm-hmm. this is something similar. There's a lot of facts about cops. Uh, you know, you see him sort of introduce cops to the community, to, to the people who – you would just, they would just never meet a cop under those circumstances where they're shaking a cop's hand and getting mm-hmm. to know a cop. Uh, it, not every encounter has to be contentious. And so uh, a lot of fun, that one. I Check that out. It's on iTunes or Comedy Central. Uh, speaking of funny cops, Rob Lowe, mm. who is just roasted by Jeff Ross. Yes. Also check that out. The roast of Ro- Rob Lowe is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has uh, joined Super Troopers 2. Yeah. The funniest cops on the planet uh, are coming back in a kickstarted sequel. Um, when Super Troopers came out in the UK, it wasn't something that was particularly huge. I championed that movie mm-hmm. so hard, and it didn't do box office at all. Well, you've been there in upset. the back of the car eating weed, right, Simon? Just it's regular fucking just, Saturday. Right, it's just a snack. Um, That's what I do. <laughs> You know me. Super Troopers, uh, I, I didn't. I never loved the movie, but it was funny enough, and I think that uh, mm. I would totally go see a sequel at, like late at night one night under the influence of nachos and who knows what else. Yeah. I, I, I just genuinely enjoyed it. It was kind of one of those, there's a group of like silly movies that just happened to be about sort of law enforcement. There's um, Reno 911 Miami. Uh, which I genuinely find stupid and hilarious. Uh, Super Troopers really enjoyed. There was a few of those films that came out within a couple of right. years of each other that I was just like, that was a real breath of breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Smaller movies, didn't do huge box office, but just and I, played well. I like Let's Be Cops, which came out you know a year, year and a half ago or whatever. I found that more entertaining than I thought I would. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you. I, I liked Let's Be Cops, and it made a, a nice amount of money for Fox. It was... You know that and Fault in their star in our stars was uh, the cheaper cheapest films that they produced that year. Wow! Um, and Let's Be Cops made like eighty million or something. So and it costs like twenty. So mm. 
it did all right. I don't know why we haven't heard about a, another sequel. Um, but there's more cop stuff. There's mm. just a lot of fucking cops, bro. Jeff Nichols doing yes. an Alien Nation movie. This broke, like, as we were doing the show last week. Uh-huh. And it's something I wanted to talk about. We didn't. Very excited about this. I think this. Jeff Nichols has been on the precipice of signing on to one of these big movies for yeah. a while. Uh, you know, there's obviously been a lot of rumors about him being quoted for Aquaman that mm-hmm. didn't end up working out. But uh, but Alien Nation, and then there's been a lot of speculation about you know whether Michael Shannon's going to be involved and whether he'd be the cop who's sort of like dismissive of this alien next to him, or if he'd be the alien since he's already super fucking weird. I could see him working in both those parts. Yeah, both. I, you know what? I love I'd cast him in both. I, I see- <laughs> both. Oh my god, we just we just hit it. Boom! Like Tom Hardy in Legends. We totally did it. Double that, the Michael Shannon. That would work. You could build that into the thing about, oh you know, God. physical assimilation. Right. Just nailed it. Well every, done. Hollywood, Hollywood, you can, every you can finish human, early. Every human Go has home. an alien counterpart yeah. that looks like them. That would be cool. Wow. Oh, my God. Man, Jeff Nichols, hire me. Okay, so for, what is it now? It's uh, 10.07 on Friday morning. Hollywood, yeah. you can go home. We've done it. Yep. Done it. We nailed it. Pack up. Go home. Hollywood. I, I, I rewatched Alienation quite recently, actually. I, I got the DVD for like $3 on Amazon, and I was like, ah, do you know what? Yeah, fuck it. I haven't seen this for a while. I'll buy it and I'll watch it. It's, I've forgotten how much fun that is. It's a great it's a great action movie from that era that kind of had... It just hit. It was a TV was, series as well, right? It was a TV okay, series. Yeah, yeah. That's how I really remember it. Uh, I don't even know if I saw the movie. James Caan? Yeah, I mean, it was okay. I wasn't... I, I, again, I, I, didn't, I, I wasn't a like sci-fi fun. fan when I was a kid. It was like... A, Aliens, whatever. You were too busy out chasing ladies. <laughs> chasing ladies. A lot of school in a good crushes. way, not in a get in my car. Um, more cop news. Johnny Depp looking to investigate the Biggie Tupac murders. Yeah. That sounds kind of cool, mm-hmm. I guess. That, that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, sure. I wasn't... I, sure. I didn't figure him as someone who had much interest in that area. I kind of figured him, if he was going to do something like that, he would do something that was more leaning towards rock. But I would like to see what he does. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see who he gets involved on that project. Yeah. I think that'd be quite interesting. Uh, A couple more tidbits, because we've got to wrap the show up. Um, uh, Conrad Vernon, the co-director of Sausage Party, is going to do the Toxic Avenger. Yeah. It's going to be Steve Pink before... An- Toxic Avenger, another like '80s property that I just have no affinity for. I don't know why this movie is being made. Um, it's like a kind of schlock title, and I don't think that there's a lot of demand for a new one. Mm. Where do you fall on things? I, I, I agree. This was supposed. Is this? I, I, is Schwarzenegger still involved in this? He was at one. He was. Point. Yeah, for 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 a while, it was like almost like a done right. deal, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's the t- the case anymore. But it's but, been pretty um, quiet for a while on that. I just I didn't know if you had any personal anecdotes regarding the Toxic Avenger. I mean, I I I mean, I remember seeing it as a you know when I had it on VHS in Christ the end of the eighties, um, and Troma, you know, um, uh, Kabuki Man and stuff like that. Um, you know, were around there were lots of things on TV, documentaries about, you know, Troma and Kaufman. And it was kind of like that was the asylum of the day. Right. Um, but I mean, in the UK, they weren't. It were more of an they were more popular in the UK from an American pop culture kind of way than they were being particularly popular films. And they were available, mm-hmm. but it was more it was more at the very niche end. If you were into that kind of film, it was more the, the niche end of, of the genre. But I mean, I I don't. I it's just funny what's what gets remade just because there's some element of nostalgia. I mean, I, it's funny. I, I was going to say that it's. It, I don't think there's that much nostalgia like, around it that is would be enough to power yeah. excitement for a remake. But sometimes that works in its favor with a project because it isn't the. Yeah, it doesn't have say. I don't want to touch on again the Ghostbusters thing where people feel such an affinity with it when you remake it that, that can create a lot of negativity. Sometimes it's easier to remake something that doesn't have that connection. Well, I wonder if there'll be negativity surrounding this breaking news that relati- is that? that relativity is going to be remaking High Noon. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Now, is that inspired by the positive buzz around Magnificent Seven? 
Are we going to see That's a spate a, of Western you know, that remakes? That is interesting, uh, that timing. Yeah, will we see the wild, a new Wild Bunch? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, mean, I, be- I bet that you will. If, if Magnificent Seven is really uh, successful, I bet that you will. Interesting. Because it's funny that previously, I mean, aside from the golden age of Westerns in cinema, when you suddenly have a slew of Westerns, they kind of interest wanes quite quickly, as it does with many kind of oh, oh, you, niche You bits. could almost call this... A Western? It's set in the West, I think. I don't even know. Um, but there's going to be another Shanghai Noon. Yes, we discussed that last week. Oh, my goodness. Jared Hess is signing up for yeah. whatever the hell this thing is going to be. Uh, and I guess that's because Jackie Chan just had a huge hit with uh, that movie in China. Yep. It opened to like $60 million over there. And so, went straight to VOD you know, if they here. Make this movie, Yeah, but if they make this movie for a cost and get it a China release, it's raining money. Yeah. Jackie Chan. He doesn't seem like he's that big a star anymore over here, but he's still Jackie Chan around the world. Well, um, he's at the moment, we, we touched on this last week, but he's in currently in Australia making the largest um, uh, non-China filmed Chinese movie. It's like a big Chinese action movie set in Australia. Um, and so he's still, there's obviously, as you say, a lot of money behind him. And we, we mentioned this last week, but he's going to be obviously receiving the Oscar for Lifetime Achievement as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's he's back. I guess so. But uh, he, never, he never went away. <laughs> but it seems that Hollywood, he's back in Hollywood. Speaking of back in Hollywood, I got yeah. two stories left. Mark Romanek. Mm-hmm. Or Mo- Mark Romanek. I, don't, I never know how to pronounce his last name. He's doing a romantic comedy called Septillion to One. And if you had asked me the least likely director to take on a romantic comedy, I think it might have been him. Um, I'm glad to see him working again. I'm a big fan of his films. Okay. I wish that some of his other stuff had worked out. I think he was on the Boston Strangler for a little while. Mm. Uh, he may have even been on the, the Overlook Hotel, the Shining prequel yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Warner Brothers really likes him. He, I think this movie is for STX. Uh, so good luck to, to Mark on going out and doing something a little bit different. Have you? Did you ever see um, that British film Never Let Me Go? Yes. Did you like it? Oh, it was okay. Oh, that's that was a movie that I was just oh, it was so devastating. Yeah, I thought I it was cried. okay. Um, and we're going to end, I think, the show mm. with a little flash, a little flash stuff of news, right? not. Nobody's going to drop their trousers. Oh, yes. Hey, that's, hey, that's what we always but Billy, do. Uh, our, yeah, our pal Justin Kroll reported that Billy Crudup yes. joining The Flash as Barry Allen's father. I love this. I mm. love Billy Crudup. He was fantastic, actually, in Jackie, which I saw in Toronto. He's he's like the journalist who's interviewing her. Yep. Um, I enjoyed his turn as as Dr. Manhattan, almost famous. He's He's the man. I will watch him in anything. He's just so interesting. I'm surprised he's not. I'm still surprised he's not a bigger star. He doesn't want to be, I don't think. But audiences like him. They like him, and I think this is great. I, I would, I yep. genuinely welcome that. Can't get enough of him. Super, uh, super cool. Always adds an element of class to everything so, that he does. And I can actually see him as Ezra's father. Like he kind of, yeah. I could see that being his uh, progeny. So, what are you doing uh, this week? Oh, Emmy stuff. Far from sleeping. I, I do. I'm going to go home and sleep, possibly. Nice. Um, catching up on Toronto stuff. Uh, I'll have a recap of Midnight Madness for you on the site. I'm working on a Monster Calls review, uh, the Edge of 17 review. Nice, I nice. just have a, a lot going on, so wish me luck. Say a prayer. Sweet. Uh, uh, well, today, very yeah. busy day for me. Um, Jay Roach. I'm having a chat oh, with Jay Roach this afternoon, cool. which is cool. Actually, I've literally got to go home straight away and do the phone call. Does he make you horny, baby? <laughs> All right, baby. Uh, great Meet the Fockers reference there. Right. Um, <laughs> That's that I is. know. What? I know. It's Austin Powers. Um, and then tonight, it's the it's the first <laughs> night of Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Ooh. in Hollywood. So I'm doing red carpet for that. So I'm getting to chat to Eli Roth. I'll have some news from that next week. Uh, Linda Blair, Seth Green, uh, the guys from American Horror Story. In, in case you're wondering who turns out for Slash. the premieres of uh, Universal Halloween Horror Nights. I'm, doing, I'm going through the Exorcist maze with Linda Blair tonight. Does her mother suck cocks in hell? 
I will find out. <laughs> we'll have that and more next, next week. week's Meet the Movie Press. Um, guys, thanks for listening to the Popcorn Tech Talk Network. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Simon, where can the good folks find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Shobie Simon, and on Facebook, this is Simon Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. <laughs> and I'm Jeff Snyder. You can find me over at Mashable, full-time now, full-time, breaking news, and... Uh, and you can see my stuff on Twitter at the Insnider. Guys, have a great weekend. Mm, we'll dude. be back next week. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.